Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And this is your midweek special, Who's There? Episode 26. And fortunately for you all, we did not record after... We usually record the the call-in show right after we record the regular show, but we couldn't due to several reasons. But that's good because that means we can discuss the biggest thing that's happened to, I don't know, popular culture since, what, since the Titanic sank? Wait, (laughs) I was going to say since the Titanic sank. Wait, you were too? I was thinking about the Titanic. (laughs) Well, I'm always thinking about the Titanic. But like, why was that popular popular culture? I just thought it was like a big event that happened. It's a big event. Cultural event. Cultural event. Or since Titanic came out in theaters. The same. They're the same thing. So... What's interesting about this is that what I love so much is this happened and everybody was really excited about it, but the who uh, the who peg didn't really come into play immediately, and I think people were they weren't sure how we would cover it or if we could cover it, and, and respect to you for respecting our rules and our regulations on this show. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, uh, the notes. We'll get into that, but the note screenshot happened, the who's started rolling in, and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it was relevant, and thank you to everyone who tweeted us and and was kind of like, uh, now you can can talk about it, now it's relevant, because I felt the same way, because I was worried that we wouldn't get to really weigh in on this very important moment in history. Mm -hmm. But we found a way. We found a way. Who's find a way? Why don't we play one of the call and get started on our way into this, and then we'll talk about what exactly we're talking about. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, love the show. So we know about the whole Taylor Swift on Kim K Snapchat, like old news, whatever. But I was just wondering if you could tell us who the guy in the background of that video is. Like, he looks like he's a member of Duck Dynasty. Um, thanks so much. Uh, kind of an absurd expectation for you to be, to like recognize that guy in the background, but whatever. Thanks anyway. Oh, yeah, and uh, good form, Bella Thorne. All right, bye. I love it. So who is that bearded guy, Lindsay? He's not, he's 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 technically a who, but, but to a certain circle, he's one of the biggest thems. He is the most famous living music producer of today. I think the famous living music producer of this generation of this generation. He is, he is, he is responsible for the sound of music today. He is the like person who helped bring hip hop into like popular sphere. Right. So he, he and Russell Simmons started Def Jam. I think that's a good place. His name is Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. And he is prolific. He has his, fingerprint on almost every piece of music that is pop like it just he's very him and Kanye West have a good relationship clearly but also just everything everyone right on like every piece of music that has been popular for decades basically or if not his if his hand wasn't directly touching it his influence um, sure was a big part of it I mean he is kind of uh, maybe like Max Martin is in him are kind of competing for like very important producers of the sound of pop mm-hmm. music that Max we Martin's hear today. Max Martin's a little younger, isn't he? Isn't Max Martin like... I don't know. Rick Max Rubin... Martin might be like Rick a decade 53. younger than he is. Well, I mean, just in terms of, uh, maybe not age, but terms of like what years they have the most relevance. Like yeah. 
like Rick Rubin is super relevant right now because of Kanye, but he was also super, super relevant because he did the Beastie Boys and Run DMC and Public Enemy and all those artists in the early 2000s or, you know, and then he worked the with, 90s. yeah, he the worked with 80s, Sheryl Crow 90s. and what, you know, he worked with Weezer and Metallica and the Dixie Chicks. I mean, he really is pro- like, he really is prolific. But what the best part about him is, is that he is very, he doesn't really have a celebrity presence. He's just no. kind of this guy that music people know. And when he barely has a personality, he has, he doesn't really have a discernible <laughs> personality true. to people who, who aren't, who don't work with him. Like anyone who yeah. works with him is like, he's a genius. I love working with him. Or there will be the people who are like, we hated working with him. He's like, not good. Right. But they, to, to really have an opinion of him, I think you have to know him because he kind of stays out of the spotlight, which is why people were calling in. Cause it was like, who is this guy? Well, one of the best things about him is that when you do see him, you see him in the background always. <laughs> and he's always like lying on a piece of furniture. So that is like not the first time that Rick Rubin has showed up in the back of a thing, lying on a couch or well, did you see Christine, Christine yeah. <laughs> Fryer's tweets about that today? Of course. She was like, Rick Rubin is iconic. Cause he's always on a couch. He's always in the background. He looks like he's sleeping or stoned on a couch. And I remember Could be both. when Kim and Con- when Kim was referencing this moment when she was saying, hey, we were in the studio and we talked to Taylor on the phone and Rick was there. And, you know, she she was giving like that there were witnesses to what happened. And right. Rick Rubin was cited as like he was in the studio with us. He was working on music and blah, blah. He was there. And that was, this kind of proved it. You saw him in the background, like, just mm-hmm. kind of waiting until they were done, waiting until they got permission. Yeah, so also, there, uh, just to expand on that, the reason Kim kind of discusses him so casually is because Rick has been really important to Kanye, and specifically the last couple albums. Yeah. Because it's basically, he's the reason, he's one of the major reasons why these albums even came out. Like, for Yeezus, he was brought in you know, on the 11th hour and was like, fix this. And he fixed it. And Kanye's very open about the fact that Rick Rubin is a savior to him. So he didn't, uh, the life of Pablo was a sort of a a different beast, but still Rick Rubin had a hand in it. He did. He helped with that too. Yeah. He helped with it. But like the albums that he has done are so varied. It's kind of magical how many different types of music he touches. I mean, he he touched the James Blake album. He touched the Wu-Tang album of recent. He won a he won the album. He won uh, the Grammy for Adele for 21. He helped with art pop. He helped with Linkin Park's last album. He helped with Lana Del Rey's Paradise. One of the best albums of that year. Probably the best. (laughs) I mean, probably. For sure, for sure. No, he, for sure. It's just, it's just, he's really, it's funny because it's like, he's probably not a who, but he's not I, a who, but in the he's context of this anyone, drama, anyone who was involved in music wouldn't, would call Rick Rubin a them. Yeah. But anyone fine. outside of music could easily call him a who. But let's get into the actual, what actually happened. I feel like right. it's okay for us to break down the context of the story. We're about to get into the who's that surround the feud. Bobby, mm-hmm. do you want to say exactly what happened? Sure, I will try to give like the abridged version of this. I don't know so if I'm it's sure... possible for you to do this, but I think <laughs> I, I believe I say in you. It all the time, every other week, I'm like, I'm going to try the abridged version, and then it ends up being the whole episode. <laughs> um, so earlier this year, Kanye released The Life of Pablo. One of the songs on it was called Famous. In it, he says, um, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. I made that bitch famous. Immediately after that song comes out, Taylor Swift is like, misogyny, that is so rude. How dare Kanye do this? That's so rude. Kanye says, I asked permission, you gave it. 
Taylor said, no, you didn't. And they fought back and forth for a little bit until we stopped paying attention. We forgot all about it until June when Katie Weaver's GQ article came out about came out um, profiling Kim Kardashian. And in it, Kim Kardashian brought it up again. But she brought it up with an extra tidbit of info, which Lindsay referenced earlier, that there is footage that exists because, as she says in the article, the cameras are always on. They're recording everything. And so they recorded Kanye calling Taylor and asking permission, asking for permission to use that line in his song. For all my Southside niggas that know me best, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Taylor said, sure, fine, that sounds great. And I really appreciate you telling me about it. That's really nice. Oh, yeah. I thought I just had a responsibility to you as a friend, you know. And uh... Kim mentions this in the GQ article and says that Taylor's lawyers had contacted her and said to destroy the footage. But Kim never actually releases the footage until last night, one month after this article came out, last night on her Snapchat. She played the footage and... All you see is Kanye West on the phone, on speakerphone with Taylor, and Rick Rubin asleep and high in the background on the couch, and Taylor is giving her blessing. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody would listen to that and be like, oh, that's a real, that's a real bit. Like, she must be crying. Now, immediately you were like, yes, Kim came with the receipts. Like, Kim dumped a... We are truly, we live in an era of receipts. So I think right. anyone who gives receipts is like, receipts! It like, receipts! <laughs> they bought the receipts! <laughs> it's like, it's it's honestly like a, a desert that hasn't seen rain in years. Every time receipts come in, it's like the first time there's a little bit of a drizzle. People are like, yes! She brought the receipts! <laughs> um, so, so the receipts come in and... That's great. But then immediately people start noticing that technically, at least in the video that Kim released, Kanye was not saying the full lyric. So Kanye mentioned the me and Taylor might still have sex lyric, but he did not read to her the lyric in which he calls her a bitch. He did not say bitch. He did not say bitch in the phone call. Meanwhile, so. she don't forget, Kim is recording these in like 20 second snippets or whatever, oh, yeah. however long your Snapchat can be. And so you're getting these pieces, but you're not getting a full, full thing because she's not able to do it. Right. It's also unclear whether she is allowed to be film uh, taping somebody and sharing it. Yes, because in California, you need uh, it's a two party consent state. So. You cannot record someone without their permission, whereas if you were in New York, I could record Lindsay and not tell her. So immediately there's a case against Kim and Kanye here because Taylor may or may not have given her permission. But there has been no, so far, there has been no legal, Taylor has not done anything legally yet. Um, But anyway, the reason we're getting into the who's is because of the fact that Kanye never mentioned bitch, at least in this recording. So a lot of Taylor's friends were immediately coming to her defense where the rest of the internet was shitting on her. Her hooiest friends were like, well, wait, well, 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 wait. Um, Kanye did not say the bitch line. Taylor has every right to be mad, which she expressed in an Instagram post that went up like two hours after Kanye's video was released. Um, or Kim's video was Kim's released. Kim's videos, yeah. And those who friends include Chloe Moretz, Camilla Bell, Ruby Rose, Martha Hunt, and Joseph Kahn. Now let's go through them one by one. (laughs) Well, first of all, do you want to read the response? Because what's special about uh, Taylor's response uh, is that she's extremely famous, and yet she employed the hooiest game in the book, 
which is she wrote a note on the notes app and she took a screenshot and she shared it. And of course, because people are just, just like we called out Demi for using poems, you could mm-hmm. see at the top of the notes app, that screenshot the that she crumbs. took, the breadcrumbs, she had it as search, which people have been saying means that she had to search for the note, meaning she had already written it. She'd already drafted the note. A lot of people were were, were comparing it to the fact that like um, major publications will prep obituaries far in advance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Taylor's Instagram reads inside the search. Um, Where is the video of Kanye telling me he was going to call me that bitch in his song? It doesn't exist because it never happened. You don't get to control someone's emotional response to being called that bitch in front of the entire world. Of course I wanted to like the song. I wanted to believe Kanye when he told me that I would love the song. I wanted us to have a friendly relationship. He promised to play the song for me, but he never did. While I wanted to be supportive of Kanye on the phone call, you cannot approve a song you haven't heard. Being falsely painted as a liar when I was never given the full story or played any part of the song is character assassination. I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative, one that I never asked to be a part of since 2009. 2009 is the reference to the VMA stunt. Yeah, so uh, a lot of things. One, narrative. Two, notes app, screenshot. Three, I love I love thinking about, since this was searched, what term do you think she searched? Was it that bitch? Was it character assassination? Was it excluded from this narrative? What did was Taylor search? Was it 2009? You know? 2009, 2009. You know? that's funny to think about anyway who are the people <laughs> so first we have our fave bay chloe moretz who <laughs> hates kim kardashian so she probably doesn't give a shit about taylor she just was like also, here we, i come <laughs> we discussed on the last episode that chloe moretz already doesn't like taylor too so chloe moretz hates both the sides of this story chloe moretz was like how can i make a statement and who do i hate the most so she came for kim because why not and she said, what did Once she say? Once again, Chloe Moretz is not on side A or B. She is on, like, side F. It's a true hooey thing where you're 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 not on any team. I mean, the only team she's on is Megan Trainor's team, who's not involved <laughs> yeah, in this at Brooklyn all. And Brooklyn Beckham's team. So she just shows up to the party and is not invited to sit on the bride or the groom's oh. side and just tweets. Okay, so she, her tweets are... Everyone in this industry needs to get their heads out of a hole and look around and to realize what's actually happening in the real world. Stop wasting your voice on something so petulant and unimportant. And then... And then (laughs) Chloe came for her with, again, again, just in the same way Taylor probably had that response drafted for months. Chloe drops a little, a photo that's a side-by-side photo of Chloe Grace Moretz in a red bikini. And then the next photo is a person who looks like Chloe Moretz from behind in a red bikini, but with her literally, (laughs) literally, her asshole is showing. Someone's pulling her bikini bottoms out so literally her <laughs> asshole is showing and, and chloe and chloe kardashian captions it something like is this the hole you're talking about or it's not something? funny it's not fu- i'm crying it's not funny because it's not her and also well, how this often poor do you person? call someone an asshole in public and you act, and like you show a photo of an asshole but the point is is that like so the bikini in the second picture is red. The bottoms are red. The idea is that some girl is on some guy's back and accidentally he's opening her <laughs> And so... But the bikini bottoms are red and her... In the other photo, her bikini bottoms are blue. So it's actually not that hard to tell that it's not her. It's TMZ's fault. 
Right. Chloe comes for Chloe and says, fact check. First photo is me filming my movie Neighbors 2. Second photo is some girl who was wrongfully photographed. So then you get into this issue of like, oh my God, invasion of privacy. This is as bad as Danny Mathers in a way. It's which not is like, funny. It's, it's I'm, I'm crying just because like... The- First of all, the Chloe's are against each other, which is funny. <laughs> the secondary Chloe. two secondary characters in this in this narrative are just against each other, and then the fact that like Chloe Kardashian had seen the photo of the asshole, like this poor girl's like butthole, and was saving it, like it was saving, saving, it. saving it to send her. In the same uh. way that we were talking about wanting to see the Us Weekly file system, like I would kill to see. Any of the any of the Kardashians camera rolls, all the fold, oh folders God. within the camera rolls, the folder that just says receipts, Chloe's receipts, receipts involved just this picture of a butthole. So and that was awful. Okay, so Camilla Bell. I don't know what she did. Camilla Bell is really fun. So Camilla Bell's speaking of somebody who's been waiting, waiting, <laughs> waiting by the computer to tweet. So Camilla Bell is this uh, actress who you might remember from movies like ten years ago. Um, she was in the When a Stranger Calls remake. She was in this movie, The Ballad of Jack and Rose, with um, Daniel Day-Lewis when she was, like, 18. She is, like, Taylor Swift's number one enemy, though. So, <laughs> I don't really understand. I don't think they've ever been friends before. No, well, she Camilla Bell dated the Jonas that, that Taylor dated, and Taylor wrote a song and said that Camilla Bell was a slut. In the song, oh, you don't remember that. this? <gasps> oh, I did Bobby. not know that. It, so in a oh, shitty, that was Camilla Bell in a shitty song on, I believe, Red. On Red, it must have been. She Red. wrote, "She is not a saint, and she's not who you think. <gasps> she's it was an off actress." Now. Oh, you're right. She's better known for the thing she does on the mattress. That was about Camilla Bell. God, that is, that's awful. I did not know that. I thought Camilla Bell was just mad at her for some reason. No, Camilla Bell has been waiting since Speak Now for Taylor Swift's downfall. For three albums. She, three albums. So anyway, Camilla Bell is funny because she's one of those actresses who's like good and talented and people generally like her, but she's mm-hmm. never gotten her, her, she's never gotten the right role. That sort of sent her, you know how, how Jennifer Lawrence was working for a long time and then she got Winter's Bone and that did it? Mm-hmm. Camilla Bell hasn't gotten her winter's bone, but she's still been around and she's very pretty. So she's even very when she's pretty. not acting. She wore that really, really uh, famous Alexander McQueen dress. A lot of people call it like one of the best dresses ever designed. And who wore Camilla Bell? Well, it's funny because it, it, the lead up to this this time where she's finally the receipts are out and she finally can tweet. She has shadily been like there like Katy Perry tweeted about how women are against women like mm-hmm. basically Katy anytime Katy Perry like tweeted about Taylor Camille Bell responds couldn't have said it better dot 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 like she <laughs> is like waiting so today she instagrammed a photo that said no need for revenge just sit back and wait those who hurt you will eventually screw up themselves and if you're lucky god will let you watch oh my god and then god. she captioned it uh with the hashtags quote of the day happy monday Feliz Segunda. Well, the song is called Better Than Revenge. Oh, God. See, I didn't know the, the extent Come of this on. story. The, oh, my God. She's been waiting since, like, this out. It's unbelievable. She's yeah. been for six years. Obama didn't have gray hair whenever Camilla Bell, like, got mad at Taylor Swift. It's it's funny that it's it's sort of, I mean, what is that? It's sort of ironic that it's based on an album called Speak Now. <laughs> and Camilla's like, I can't. <laughs> it's great. It's great. So Camilla Bell is just, she also had it drafted. She's ready. She knew. I bet anyone, also, I bet anyone who 
is famous and was like wait had something bad to say about taylor swift contacted camilla bell at some point or she kind of knew that it was coming kind of felt like she knew so the next person on the list is our one of our faves ruby rose (laughs) so ruby rose ruby rose uh immediately come because ruby rose was recently granted access to taylor swift's uh rhode island commune Mm -hmm. um she owed her ruby rose is now friends with taylor swift for the next six months or two months (laughs) and so she immediately chimed into the chloe v chloe fight and she said yo chloe i thought you were rad when i met you but this is awful and this is a 19 year old girl and then she continued with once again the bullying angle nobody likes being bullied or made to feel worthless yet so many people will go above and beyond to make others feel that way so she's just like she she's not necessarily involved but because she has been seen as taylor's friend she has to defend her it's a it's a it's a quid pro it's a quid pro quo thing so speaking of like the squad do you know who faved tweets that were anti-taylor and then unfaved zendaya? Them? zendaya zendaya but then she unfaved them she faved yeah but she, she faved them for for like an hour and then she unfaved them yeah you got to do Martha Hunt because I already forgot who she is. She's like an OG squad member, but she's so boring. Right. Martha Hunt is another um, another uh, part of the squad. She was at, I think, July 4th as well. She's very pretty. She really is so unrecognizable. She's a Victoria's Secret model. Very basic. Right. She's like a, you know, how Carly Kloss has like, she looks like Carly Kloss, but Carly Kloss has like the little unique sort of face. Martha Hunt is very kind of generic, pretty very Victoria's generic. Secret. So she tweets... It's pathetic how quick our culture is to sensationalize a fabricated story, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Take interest in the real problems going on. Spread love. Yeah. Boring. Also, it's, it's just like, it's, it's so irritating that all of Taylor's current friends are defending her um, by using bullying as their angle. When it's Again, like, with the bullying. All Taylor yeah. does is bully people. Again, I'm using this term loosely. I'm using this term the way they use it. By their definition, Taylor Swift has done nothing but bully people for three albums. It's it's really yeah, like I said, That's we talked about this. We talked about this this weekend and on today's episode or uh, Monday's episode. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> um, that uh, crying bullying. It's like crying wolf in this game. It's like everyone's yeah. bullying everyone, and no one has actual grounds of bullying at the, in mm-hmm. this fight. No one is a bully. This is not what, how bullying works. I'm sorry. No. Not even cyberbullying. It does not um, work like this. But this isn't this isn't bullying. This is the last person we're going to discuss. But Joseph Kahn <laughs> decided to add his two cents. Like he long directed after. the Black, Bad Blood video. He is a very prolific music video director from the from the early aughts. He did like Toxic too, right? Yep. So famous, probably. Probably one of the most in-demand music video directors. Probably the most well-paid music video directors. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's in demand anymore. But he's definitely. If you were like, who's a music video director? I'd be like, um, uh, Michael. Uh, who's that director? Who used to be music director? Music video director got famous from it. Beastie Boys. Michelle Come Gondry. On. Michelle Gondry and like Joseph Kahn. There are not a lot of them that are known for that. David Fincher. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know. Yeah. But the thing about Joseph, so Joseph Kahn's video, like Joseph Kahn's aesthetic is just like over the top, shiny, bright, as much CG as possible. Um, but it looks slick. It's expensive. Joseph Kahn's aesthetic is basically just expensive. Um, yeah. m- more means more, basically. That's Joseph mm-hmm. Kahn. So Joseph Kahn has no reason to <laughs> chime in here because Joseph Kahn has nothing interesting to say. He doesn't mention bullying. He doesn't he doesn't even defend Taylor explicitly. He just says, and this is a quote, this is insane. 
it's shocking that he hasn't deleted this. Ain't the first time the Kardashians supported the murder of an innocent blonde woman. Which, number one, how dare you bring up the death of Nicole Brown Simpson in a in a feud about recording someone and calling someone a bitch on a, on a song. Number two, the the Kardashians, Chris Kardashian's whole like whole life is centered around being angry at O.J. Simpson and upset that her husband defended O.J. Simpson. Yeah, that is that is Chris Jenner's entire narrative. Is like everything about her life stems from the fact that her husband defended her, the the murder of her best friend. Yeah, it's just a weird reference to make. Yeah. It's a it's crazy. It's a crazy reference to make. He could tell. You could tell he thought he was so clever. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, I mean, there isn't much more we can say about this. That it, we, I feel like we really covered it. I don't know. Do you have yeah. any other peripheral I, thoughts I about can't. the whole thing? My blood pressure has gone up. I can't. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's uh let's move on. We have a few more things. Hi, Girl Weekly. I just had a quick question. Is Portia de Rossi only a them because she's married to Ellen DeGeneres? I know she's famous at a time, but it seems like she's now only famous for being married to Ellen. And you're helping settle a debate right now. We're just a little confused about why Portia. I know she was famous, but now she's really a who, except in the case of Ellen. So thanks. Let me know. Um, I think the caller's spot on. I think Portia Rossi was certainly a them, especially when like Ally McBeal and Arrested Development were on. And yeah. then yeah. now that she isn't uh, acting as regularly, the only reason she's maintained status is because of Ellen. So I don't watch Scandal, but she's on Scandal. Oh, that's right. She's on Scandal, but she's not like, yeah. she's not the one everyone's talking about. You know? No, she's not, but she is on Scandal. And also here's another fun fact about Portia de Rossi. That's not her real name. Do you know what her real name is? I feel, like, I feel like someone told me that recently, but I don't know what her real name is. Her real name is Amanda Lee Rogers. Shut up. No. Think about changing your name from Amanda Lee Rogers and going with Portia de Rossi. How, how do you even get there? It worked out for her. Clearly, clearly, clearly. She, uh, she is famous. She's very well known for being Ellen DeGeneres's wife. And Ellen DeGeneres is one of like the most famous American celebrities. It's true. I mean, it's hard to be married, even if you are an actor. She's way lesser of a famous person than Ellen DeGeneres, even though she is pretty famous. And I think one of the things that keeps her... It's its easy to be like, you know who... Neil Patrick Harris, um, very famous, has a has a husband who acts like a who, David mm-hmm. Burka. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Yeah. Um, where I don't know if I would call him a them just because he's married to a them. But Portia de Rossi doesn't doesn't even act like a who. Portia de Rossi doesn't doesn't behave like one, so no. that helps that helps maintain that status as well. No, and I would say she if if I feel like people might say, well, the Lindsay Fuqua character on Arrest Development is so iconic for a lot of people. She really, I mean, she's really good. She was very funny as that, and that is pretty much. I think that's what she'll be remembered for, aside mm-hmm. from being Ellen DeGeneres' wife, is this character on Arrested Development because that yeah. character was just so wonderful. You know, mm-hmm. and I loved her on Ally McBeal. I don't know, like, if you watch, did you watch Ally McBeal? You did. No, I just know that. What? I, just know she's on it. Oh. I never watched it, whatever. That's embarrassing for you. But she is, is so, it? yes, she's very good. She was very, rec- very important on that show. So I don't know. I would say, I would say she's kind of a them, but I don't know. We've been searching our soul tonight and we've decided that she's a them. 
I didn't even watch it. I can make that reference. All right. Q, Q the, what's her name? Q, uh, who's, who's saying that? What's her Shonda name? Shonda Vonda Shepard. Okay, let's play this call because I love this call. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. It's Jasmine in Brooklyn. I'm just wondering if you guys could explain the differences between the various white, maybe blonde Hollywood Chris's. I know there's a Chris Evans and a Chris Hemsworth and a Chris, like, Pine or something. If someone was engaged to... And maybe it's engaged to against Simon Cyrus. And one of them is Captain America. And Chris Pratt is also a person. And I'm very confused. And I would love if you could clarify. Thank you. Let's be clear. But let's be clear, first of all. Each of these Chris's, though very easy to mix up, are all thems. They're all thems. But they, but it's easy to, to consider them whose. Because when you, if they were all in a room together... You would be, you would have a tough time telling which was which. I would not personally, but I can understand why other people and would. And it's not, it would not be your fault. They are all named Chris and they're all white guys who are rem- the same amount of famous because they play a lot of the same roles or the they're same types of action, roles. They're all white action stars yes. who yes. are, who have been selected to be white action stars because they look like, they look like the, the normal version of white handsome leading man. They're all very attractive, but they all have very different stories. Yeah, you can take this one if you want to go through the differences. Don't spend too much time because I think people do know who these guys are. I can do this. We can do this like 15 seconds each one. Let's start with Chris Evans. Chris Evans became famous because of probably what, Not Another Teen Movie? Yeah. And then that's kind of how he went on to, got onto the map. And then he started doing the rom-com thing, but it didn't really work out. He got his big break in Captain America. So he's been in the Marvel Universe um, ever since and that's why he is a them because he's in the biggest move like the biggest movies on the planet right now mm-hmm. even though he doesn't have um he's currently dating jenny slate um so that's one of the reasons he's been in the tabloids lately but aside from that he doesn't really have an interesting personal life um which brings me to chris pratt who was in another Marvel movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. But before that, he was in Parks and Recreation. He became, he probably became a them. One of the main reasons that he became a them was because his transformation to kind of schlubby side character to hot, I have a lot of abs leading man was covered by everyone relentlessly. Also, uh, Guardians was bigger than anyone ever imagined. Yeah. So that movie was huge. It's going to get a sequel that will be equally huge. And he's married to Anna Ferris, who... Is... We haven't... Uh, she... <laughs> what would you say? Is she a who or a them? I wonder. She might be a who, actually. I, I don't know. I think she's a them because she dates an A-lister. She's married to an A-lister. And she's been in enough stuff where it's... Yeah, uh, I think right. she's a them. I really do. She was in The House Bunny. She was in... She... <laughs> I love The House she Bunny. She was in What's Your Number, which she, was so yeah, bad. With Chris Pine. With Chris Evans. Oh, with a different with Chris Evans. With a, see, they're so difficult. Yeah, it's really interesting. Okay, move to Chris Pine. Um, Chris Pine is Star Trek. That's it. He's been in a couple other movies, but Star Trek is the only reason he's famous. He was Captain Kirk in all three of the new Star Star Trek movies, and he is 
in the tabloids a lot because he's he's sort of the most um, openly womanizery of all of them. Um, one being Chris Evans is boring. Chris Pratt has a long-term girlfriend and Chris Hemsworth is a father and like has a long-term wife and a, has kids. So Chris Pine is the one that's sort of out and about a lot. And he was he's had a drunk driving incident recently. Like Chris Pine is kind of the bad boy, but he's still sort of boring. I like him. I like him too. He gives a good interview. They all I'm do. Not, I'm not familiar. Well, they're all they're all groomed to be charming. I know. Um, and then That's Chris true. Hemsworth is arguably, I would say, like the most like the most a list person. I of hate. The I do not like the Hemsworths. I love Chris Hemsworth. Why? I think he's great. What does he do? What do you like about him? He is great. That's not every single thing. No, what what's great what have you ever seen everything him done every single thing about chris hemsworth is good I, what, I don't know where this is coming from i'm almost kind of offended no chris hemsworth is clearly the number one of the chrises and the no, one who will probably no. last the longest first of all he's so boring he's australian his brother's boring I, I, do you like thor is that why you like him is are you a thor I stan i think he's charming in every mm. single thing I and from know. what I've heard, he's hilarious in Ghostbusters. My opinion of him is just he's just one big walking Australian accent. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't have a problem with that. I don't know. He's not um, my fave, Chris. I'll tell you that. I, he's my fave, Chris. How would you rank them? I would go Hemsworth, Hemsworth, Evan, Pine, Pratt. No, Hemsworth, Hemsworth, Evans, Pratt, Pine. I would rank them Evans because I loved Snowpiercer so much that to me that is like my favorite. I loved it and he starred in it. So I thought he redeemed me. Evans. Also, he gives us great gossip. He's great. Evans, Pratt, who's endearing, Pine, Hemsworth. This is very interesting. Um, this is just a big Hemsworth shocker to me. is so bold. I will not. Okay, this is one of the biggest stars in the world right now. Who is it? I have no idea. Oh my God, it's Chris Pratt. Sorry. Yes, yes, Chris. You know Guardians of the Galaxy? Unbe- they've never heard. What? I, we don't watch TV. We- it's movies! Miss for a dollar. Look who it is. Hottest star in the world right now. Oh my God. Yes, what's his name? Chris Evans. No, Chris Pratt. Let's go to the last call. Aisha Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best call. We have to play it again. Aisha Tyler. Aisha Tyler God, I don't even know if I would call her a who She's not a who She's not a who Aisha Aisha Tyler is a them Aisha Tyler is like Has been in like every television show For the past (laughs) two decades It's true Um, It's true She's Is there a show that she hasn't been on? I just saw that she was on Criminal Minds notoriously like She's notoriously One of the only If not the only black person Who ever had like a recurring role on Friends Oh my God, you're right. Where you're it was right. like, she was, I, I I, think even her casting was a direct result of people being like, hey, friends, why are there, why is everyone on this show white? She's also had so many roles in procedurals, CSI. Procedurals? She hosted uh, Talk Soup for a while after What's His Name left. Um, she, she, um, she's sort of a, she's a TV jack of all trades because she's a good host and an actress. So she can be a talking head. She could be a commentator. She could be an actress. She hosts the talk now. She's one of the talk, um, co-hosts. That's she's actually that kind like five of, years. that's kind of weird to me. Um, I think, I think that must be such easy money. Yeah, I guess. Um, 
I mean, it's not like and, the View has is all F list. It's the View oh, has a lot of like popular. And it, but also at this point, I'd rather watch the talk than the View. That's the saying a lot. I'd rather watch the talk or the real than the View because the I, view know the real. I know you love the real. I know you love the real. I love the real. I love the talk. Um, I love part of the talk. Do you, like the, the, do you like the the do you like the the eat? What's that one? The the snack? The chew. I'm not as familiar with the chew. I wouldn't call her a who. We just love that call. That's probably it for us. Uh, thank you for coming to our live show this week. Uh, oh yeah, because it happened in the past. At this point, it's already happened, and it was so much fun to see all of you, even though we haven't Wait, done it yet. Wait, can you not sure lie great. to our fans like you then, know what happened? No, I'm being up the show was a smashing it. success. It sold out. Everyone loved oh God, it. it. We were out. awarded the Pulitzer at the show. It was crazy. <laughs> they just brought it up right there, and then Rita Ora came. Yeah, Rita Ora came. That was great. <laughs> and thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's. Call us six one nine Who Them. See you next week. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. You will say that. Well, how often do you call someone an asshole in public and you act and like you show a photo of an asshole? <laughs>